Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where today's show, what we're going to talk about is in order to know where we're going, and, and everybody, this is, uh, this happens once every six to eight years, um, and the question is, is the party over? So, you know, in order to know where we're going from here, we need to know where we've been and where we are. So today we're going to take a look at, you know, the market, are we overheated or not? I mean, are we, um, have we just overdone it? Uh, have we appreciated too much? Um, are prices going to fall? Are they, are, you know, are they going to stay at this level? Do they have more to come? So by the time today is over, you're going to know that. And if you want to, you know, get the shortcut on, uh, on the show today, the answer is some markets are undervalued right now and some markets may be a little overvalued. So we're gonna talk about that. You know, the real estate market, you can't say the real estate market as a whole, there are sub-markets everywhere, price ranges, geographical locations, what's happening in Arlington may not be happening in, in Virginia run. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna take a look at that. But there's one, there's two things that drive the market that you have to understand. One is fear and there's good fear and there is bad fear. And the good fear, okay, is they might miss out, okay? People are afraid they might miss out on the boom or the house or they need a house and they're missing out and the prices are going up. They're gonna be more expensive tomorrow. For sellers, that's a good fear. For buyers, that's a bad fear. Um, that causes them to make mistakes. Um, so the bad fear for sellers is the house doesn't sell in the first week to 10 days. People think there's something wrong with the house. And now it's a fear of, oh my gosh, the house is overpriced. Uh, something's wrong with it. It's a defective house. It's a, not a good looking house, whatever. They don't want to buy something they can't sell. So that's the bad fear. So we want to play to the good fear. I am a listing agent. So most of what I'm going to talk about is supporting the sellers. Billy and the rest of my agents all work with buyers. So they may have an opposite opinion on a lot of things. But for our sellers, the good fear is the buyers are afraid they're gonna miss out. This immediacy, this scarcity drives prices up, drives contracts in. Um, people may bid 50, 75,000 uh, over list price. And in fact, they're the only bidder. They could be bidding against themselves. So that fear is good to nurture if you're a seller, uh, bad if you're a buyer. Um, so we want to stay away. The reason we want to sell in that first 10 days, we want to stay away from the bad fear. Oh my gosh, there's something wrong with this house. So anyways, that's a road that 40 out of 41 of our houses this year have not had to take. We've had 40 sell in the first weekend, which is good. And we'll, we'll work it on the other one. So, and then the other thing that drives markets is greed. Okay, so greed is a seller's worst enemy. <clears throat> I have a, well, I can't, I, the problem with talking about markets currently is there's a lot of transactions going on right this minute that you can't hear about and you won't hear about until another 30 to 45 days. But sellers have to understand, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. You need to take what you can get, be happy with what you get. That's what this market is producing. We are currently at a hyper peak and I'm gonna show you some stats that are pretty incredible here in the next couple of minutes, all right? So those are the rules, fear, good and bad. 
Greed, very bad. All right, so let's go through and see what we got. So the first question is, Billy, can you see this? Yes, I can. Okay. So the first question is, are we, the last two hyper P, uh, last two peaks were in 2006 and 2015. So the big question is, are we currently in 2005? In other words, are prices going up only to fall through the roof, which they did in 2007, eight and nine, okay? So look at the sales that happened in 2003, four and five. So that market was a demand-driven market. They opened up the banks, they opened up the lending process. They said anybody with a, you know, that can fog a mirror can have a house. So the demand went up. The amount of people that could buy went up. You have a stagnant supply of houses and a demand increases dramatically. That's what you get. So what happened was, you know, we were up in the $7,800, um, uh, 7,900 home sales in the first, you know, five months of these years. Well, look at it this, this year. I mean, 2018, we only had about 5,900, 2019, about 5,900. Then the pandemic hit, it went to 5,100 and currently we're at 7,000. So are we at some crazy <coughs> peak of sales? Well, if you look at the two years combined, they average 6,000 sales. So that's right about on target. So we are currently not overheating. Believe it or not, it's not overheating. We're not getting this mammoth sales. We're not, you know, as I'm going to show you here, I have to track because I have to advise sellers every day. I have to tell them, have we overappreciated? Is there more to come? Where are we? And what I'm going to show you now is going to be a little startling, but let's go back to that. You know, are we at where we were in 2005? Well, between 2003 and 2005, homes appreciated in Vienna, a 2,500 square foot home, appreciated 45%. That's how much it appreciated in those three year in that three-year period. In 2019 to 21, which is the same three-year period we've appreciated 20%, okay? So is this 2005? Not on your life. Are we overselling? Not on your life. Are we overappreciated? Not on your life. So, you know, did prices adjust? Yes. Now, they adjusted in different ways at different towns. So here's some startling things you can look at. So let's look at, and I'll show you what, what these are. And this is what I use in order to, to decide whether the home we're getting ready to sell, whether their market is just overappreciated <coughs> or underappreciated. So let's take right up here, you can see homes that are built about 1970, 2,500 square foot homes in Arlington. So in 2019, the average home sold for a million bucks. Now it's 1.286. So they've appreciated in Arlington, a 2,500 square foot house is appreciated 25%. So all the talk about everybody migrating out, leaving Arlington and, and getting out of Arlington is just not true. There's always been a Western migration. There's always been a, hey, Arlington's too expensive. Let's go out to Vienna or Franklin Farms or Virginia Run or something like that. So, so we're gonna take a look at that. So, so we know that Arlington homes have appreciated 25%. 
Well, how does that stack up to the other areas? Well, let's look at Vienna. So Vienna, I use Vienna because they have uh, an abundance of 2,500 square foot homes. And uh, if you look at 22182, that's where, I, that's where I built this model. So we've appreciated 20%. That's a lot. But is it really when you think that the Arlington homes have appreciated faster than the Vienna homes? So what does that tell you? That Vienna is a better deal than Arlington right now. So, you know, when we're selling a Vienna home, we are clearly targeting Arlington buyers to come out to Vienna where the price is, well, if you look at their chart, they're 1.286, uh, we're on May 16th, right? So that's $260,000, $270,000 more expensive for a 2,500 square foot house. Now, the other thing that makes me think Vienna's not overheated is, well, if Arlington's gone 25% and we've only gone 20, then we clearly have not overheated. The question whether Arlington has or not, we'll find out. But I know that Vienna has not. And then let's go deeper. Let's go out to Franklin Farms. Well, their house, average house today, is 800000 $800, bucks. Well, that's gone up 15%. So Franklin Farms has gone from 700 to 800. And in my opinion, they're 10% behind Arlington. So, you know, when we say is the party over, well, I think Franklin Farms is underpriced even at 800,000, because you didn't have that much appreciation back in here, back in 2020, but you sure got it in 2000. So I know it seems like a lot, but relatively speaking over a period of time, have they overappreciated? The answer is no. Next stop on the line, Virginia Run. So Pat can attest, uh, my brother Pat and I do a lot of houses out in Virginia Run, he can attest, Things have been crazy. Things have been really wild. We'll put it on. A seller didn't want to go over 700. And before you know it, we got over 800. So, you know, the question is, has Virginia run overheated? Are people overpaying for houses in Virginia run? Well, they've only appreciated in the last two years, 15%. So again, if Arlington's 25, if Vienna's 20, then I believe that Franklin Farm and... Uh, Virginia run are 10%, five to 10% behind them. So if you look at, you know, I look at the houses and say, okay, um, what savings do you get from Vienna to, uh, uh, from Arlington to Vienna, 25%. What savings do you get from Vienna to, to Virginia run, 25%. Okay, so that makes sense. So let's look at this. There's your average home prices in the area, okay? So, and what's more important is here's the appreciation rates for that area. So is the party over for Virginia Run and Franklin Farms? In my opinion, the party's just begun. Is it over in Vienna? No, I think we're very comfortable where we are and everything's going fine. In Arlington, who knows? They're the trendsetter. They're where people wanna live because they're close to you know, employment centers and, you know, the action and whatever. So, so let's keep an eye on this. But as for today, is the party over? The answer is no. Now, I'm going to just take this. These are 2,500 square foot homes because there's abundance of them and I can compare them very easily. But if you look at 3,500 
square foot homes, okay? So this one is a Vienna and this is 1.235 million is the average. And that home has gone up 13.4%. So is Vienna homes, 3,500 square foot homes underpriced or overpriced? Well, I think they still have room to go. They really haven't appreciated as much as the rest of the homes. When we look at the 3,500 square foot homes in Virginia run, 850,000 bucks, they've appreciated 12%. Do I think they've hit their max? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So 12%, again, let's compare this to 2005 when homes went up 45%, okay? So the reason why we have coffee with Casey is we need to keep everything in perspective. We need to keep an eye on the markets. We know where we've been, that was 2005. We know, you know, where we are, we're 12 to 25% appreciation. Are we close to the 45? No. The question is, where are we going? And that's the answer we have to determine every single week why I wait, you know, why I do this Thursday morning every Thursday. First of all, let, let me go to new homes in Vienna and they think that's going crazy, but actually the new homes have only gone up 16.5%. So that is well in line with, um, you know, well in line with, with the normal standard appreciation rates that we're seeing across the area. All right, so let me get rid of this screen so you can see our lovely face. All right, now, so every week we launch three or four houses and we watch and we really pray to God. Now I have the most sophisticated tools you can get to determine how is the buyer pool? How are they reacting? Are they looking at it? Are they loving it? Are they favoring it? And we do this predictive analysis in the seven day period prior to launch. But I will tell you that it is, you know, with some of them, um, it is not 100% determining. We need that special buyer. Let me give you an example. We have one house that's listed. It's only got, you know, two or three favorites. We're praying we get a contract. We get one contract. It comes in 150000 over list price. Are things still crazy? Yes, they are still crazy. So, you know, it is still a... Um, Volatile, if you get the right buyer, you can get a huge premium. Now, the one thing I caution everybody on right now is we've seen homes sell 50, 75, 100. That is an adjustment. That's that appreciation rate adjusting itself into the market. But I will caution everybody that when we do a pricing for homes, you price on what's happened in the last 90 days. So the 15% appreciation is built into the price. So now we're not, a we're not you know, setting the price based on what it was a year ago. We're setting it based on what it is today. So are we still going to get that 50, dollars $175,000 over list price? Well, we are finding out. Now I currently have sellers that aren't happy with a $75,000 increase over list price. We got to get used to that. It's, it's very simple. We're not sure how high it will go. Okay. 
but you have to list at what it is now, let the market push it to where it's going to go. And if they don't push it, then that is the, the value. That for your house at this time, with these buyers, with this buyer pool, it'll never be a stronger buyer pool. It'll never have lower interest rates. <clears throat> it'll never have fewer competitors. So whatever it is, that is what it is. So be happy with what you have. Now, it is true that some homes that have no negative characteristics, and by negative characteristics, I mean, may have a functionality problem. It may not have been taken care of as much as some of the other houses, it may not have as many upgrades as the other houses. It may be next to a, a major road, a Route 66, a Dulles Toll Road. It may be on a double, you know, um, double yellow lines. So it may have something that reduces the buyer pool, but there will still be a buyer pool. But you just need to make sure. Now, if you have a home that doesn't reduce the buyer pool, everything is fine. Great backyard, great basement, updated kitchens, updated bathrooms, everything's painted. Parent take, or seller took great care of it. Price it where it is. Those are the ones that could go 100, 150, you know, however high they're going to go, they could still go there. So we saw one go from 1.5 million, which I said was worth 1.6, and it sold for 1.75 million. So, so these things are still happening. The appreciation, you know, what you're seeing is still the appreciation rate is not caught up. Maybe it hasn't caught up with Arlington yet. Maybe that's why they're still build, bidding it up. And if you go back to my charts, you know, I look at, well, 2019, they listed for X, they sold for Y. So everybody lost about $40,000. Was It was $40,000 less than the, what they were asking. Today, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100,000 more than they were asking. So I do this analysis all the time. I have models and all I do is churn numbers to make sure that the house we're listing is listed at the right price, has the right buyer pool, has enough favorites, and is um, going to attract enough buyers that we can get a little bidding more going on and pump that price up 75 to 100,000. But I just, my caution to sellers is this, you have that 15 or 20,000, uh, 15 to 20% escalation already in the price. So anything over that is just, it's just a little bit more appreciation rate that's happening. So. So I want to just caution everybody. Uh, again, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. If if a contract comes in and has $75,000 over list price, and there's two of them, and we mess with them, and they walk away, the price of that house is going to end up selling for 1.25 or 1.275. So what a seller is risking, what an agent is risking, what, what people are risking is $100,000 between fear of I'm not gonna get it and fear there must be something wrong with the house. Too close to 66. So, so again, let's be thoughtful. Let's get the highest price we possibly can, but you need to be quick on moving, you know, when the time comes and you've got your highest and best offers, that is your highest and best offer. So Bill, you were away, you were away this weekend and you missed some of the some of the excitement. I hope you enjoyed uh, Duck. Time to get back to work. Yep. What are your yep. thoughts on, on where things are at right now, Bill? 
Well, the one thing that I was going to say about your charts is it's really crazy that there's a there's a 15 or 16 percent appreciation rate just in the six months of 2021. If you go back to your charts, you can see, you know, it's only a 15 percent appreciation rate over the last three years, which is stable. Yeah. But, um, a lot of the charts, especially in Franklin Farm and Virginia Run, there was zero percent, zero percent. And then all of a sudden it hopped 16 percent. I think in, in one of them, it was actually negative. Well, what happened, Virginia Billy, run. let me let me go. And you haven't seen these charts. I'm kind of bringing it new on you. As yeah, well. that, that was just my takeaway is that, you know, there's on one of the charts, there was actually a negative appreciation. And then there's a 16% appreciation this year, which is really shocking to see um, go through Arlington. See how Arlington is pretty stable case. You know, there's a 10% right. yeah. in 2020 and then 14% in 2021. If you, if you hop forward, you can see that there's um, keep going to, uh, I think it was Virginia run. There it is. So yeah, they here actually, you go. now what I'm doing, Billy is yeah, I'm comparing that's, January to uh, June in all these years. So the average price in January to June of that time period was 693,000. The average price from January to June in 2021 is 801. Got it. So Got it. Yeah, that's year, just, right. It's, it's shocking to see though that in 2019 and 2020, there was no appreciation. And then this year there's 16% appreciation, which is a shock. I think that's what everyone's seeing. You know, it's, but what right. you're saying on a on a macro over a three year um, period, it's it's not bad. You know, we're we're catching up. 2020, there was no appreciation, so we're catching up. You're um, playing where we should up. be. So I guess my point is, if I'm walking into a home in Franklin Farms and I'm walking into a home in Virginia Run, right? They're saying, well, you know, these prices went from 700 to 800. That's just crazy. I mean, is this going to continue on? I don't think 800 is a big number. In other words, I think it's still undervalued. In yeah. my opinion, I think Franklin Farm and I think from these stats, I think Franklin Farm and Virginia Run are still 6% undervalued. Yeah. So does that mean we're going to list it for 825 or 850? No, but we should be able to expect that. So my guess is that if I were to put a house on the market in Franklin Farms, 2,500 square foot, built 1985, I would put it on at 799. That is the actual value, but should we expect more? And let me tell you when that comes in, Bill, mm -hmm. and you know, we get people making offers. I'll give you the $800,000 in the coming, I'll give you 800,000, um, no appraisal, no home inspection, no nothing. If you write this contract before um, uh, coming soon is over. Well, I'm kind of looking at this going, you know, I, I hate to say it, and I know they've gone up 16% in the last year, but I really think there's more left. I think there's more skin on the bone. Is that right? Meat on the bone. I think there's more yeah. meat on the bone in some of these places and including Vienna, you know? And again, I don't know if Arlington's going to continue the pace, but remember, they first might look in Arlington. Then they're going to look in Vienna because that's too expensive. Then they're going to move out further to Virginia Run and Franklin Farm if that's too expensive. So they will keep migrating until they find the size home and the price home there, you know, that fits their family budget and needs. So, so I guess all I'm saying with these charts is I want to keep in perspective that when I'm going to Franklin Farm, is the party over? No, the party's not over. 
In Virginia, run. Is the party over? No, party's not over. In Vienna, <coughs> is the party over? For some, it is. <coughs> if your home is not a premium, nice, appeals to everybody, doesn't have any major traffic issues, has been updated, you know, is in good condition, the party's still rolling. But if you can't walk out with a home that's not prepared correctly and expect it, and, and again, um, we list houses, we give advice all the time. Sometimes people, and Billy, you were associated with one of them. We said, um, you need to fix up and you need to uh, price it at, at one number. Let's, let's call it 1.45 million. And um, they said, no, we're not going to fix up anything. We're going to, and this other realtor told us we're going to put it off um, at one, whatever. It was 140,000 over what we had recommended. And they went out and after 10 days, they dropped the price $140,000. Now, that, that, that solves one of their problems that they dropped the price back down, but they missed the 10 days of feeding frenzy where that big, maybe one contract would come in and bid a hundred thousand over list price. They've already told everybody that they failed to sell at the bigger number. So people know that that's, that's not a realistic number. So now they're gonna keep the offers low. It wasn't in condition. You won't get that kind of buzz out of the crowd. You're probably looking down the, the barrel of a home inspection now. So again, I guess, by doing it the right way, preparing the home and listing at what it's worth, um, you could have got the $100,000, $125,000 bump. But by getting greedy, by overpricing, hogs get slaughtered by overpricing and not fixing it up, they had to adjust back down. Now, I'll see it's probably gone under contract close to the price that, that we had set, but you've missed the $100,000 bonus. You missed the home inspection that you're not going to, you know, now you're going to have to go through a home inspection. So, you know, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. The appreciation, in my opinion, is not overdone relative to, well, let me give you an example. Let's go back to the beginning of the year. Remember we had a thing called the perfect storm where we were telling everybody that there is a perfect storm and and prices are going to go up. In fact, we said at the time that by interest rates going down one full point, it increased the value of real estate 13%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Remember that? Yep. So let's go back to was Coffee with Casey just a bunch of blah, 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 or we we actually telling you this was coming in January. So, you know, when we look at this, I said the perfect storm was interest rates are down a full point. That means values are up 13%. And then, and still making the same payment. Then you throw into that a serious lack of supply. And then we have the migration the pandemic had of coming east to west, maybe getting out of the town and coming. Now, the migration out of Arlington and out of DC really, according to my charts, did not really happen as much okay so i think this is interest rate driven i think it is um the employments uh the the, the i think you're going to find out that in this area 
the average household income is increasing. So that that's helping it out. But this was could really be predicted by interest rates down and lack of supply. I mean, all you got to do is look at the one chart up in the very beginning and look at the supply of homes. I mean, you know, I gave the speech here after this. So, so you know, if we look at this, are we doing 8,000 homes in this court? No, we're not. Are we 9,000? No, we're not. We're not crazy. If you look at it, we're basically, these two together is about 6,000. So we're not going crazy. We're not overheating. We're not, you know, the sky's not falling. Buyers can buy a home and not worry that it's going to go down in value. It may go up a little bit or it may be soft, but we are clearly at a hyper peak, a hyper peak caused by that by interest rates going down and the supply going like that. So, so whatever we get, we get. To increase your buyer pool, prepare the house. When we say you got to paint, paint. We say you got to fix carpet, fix carpet. Do not think of anything you do to your house. Oh, I, one investor was telling me, well, if, the, you know, if, if I got to put money in to fix it up, the numbers don't work. Well, the numbers do work because if you were to put $10,000 into a house, you're going to get back $80,000, $90,000 back. So all statistics show that as long as you're doing cosmetic items like paint, hardware, things like that, you will get at least seven times your money back. And sometimes we've proven you can get 10 times your money back. So all it does is if you can open your house up to the biggest buyer pool, then all half will break loose. Let me get rid of this on the screen. You can see my lovely face. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Case. Yeah. One other thing that I'm really interested to see is um, usually, typically people go out of town in July and we see kind of a pause in the market. Um, and I'm really interested to see, you know, June, July, August, if we pause a bit, because I know um, a lot of families didn't go on vacation last year and they're, you know, they're, well, I was just down in duck. It was packed down there. So I know people are trying to go on vacation and, it's going to, I'm interested to, to see if the market, you know, pauses a bit here in the summer, you know. Um, That's a great anyway. question. That's a great question, Billy. Let me, let me hit you with that. So we're getting ready to launch a couple of houses, right? And we're looking at statistics on how many people are favoring that house, right? And it is true that the, the buyer's focus may go from buying a home to going to the beach, to graduating your kids and settling down. And that was a discussion I had with one of my sellers. Um, but if you've been looking for a house and you're still looking for a house, you have your computer with you. If mm -hmm. you're at the beach, you took your computer with you. I take my computer with me. Yeah. If something comes on, I get alerts. If I'm looking for a house and that house comes on that meets my criteria, I get an alert on my phone. You couldn't go to the bathroom without finding out that head, that house has been listed. So so my point to, to that is everybody's so mobile. Everybody has their stuff. It is true. They might not be looking at a house last weekend. Maybe showings were down last weekend, but they really weren't because contracts came in on everything. So I think that people can still look at, they're still looking for houses. They need them. They need houses. Um, I think the inventory is starting to build up. And I've always said, watch the inventory. When the inventory comes, that's when prices may get soft. 
because more competition for the buyer pool. But you're right, Billy. I, the reason why a month ago I said, okay, I'm going to do coffee with Casey every Thursday at 11 o'clock is because in 2015, when this happened, that was the last peak was 215. We had a killer May. And then in June, everybody went to the beach and never came back. Yep. So we're going to find out. And we need to, we have to have our hand on the pulse. Again, why we do a predictive analysis before we launch every listing. I don't care what last month was. This is today. And this again is why when I'm really, really disappointed that most realtors are going with these automated pricing engines, you put in the, um, the address and it tells you what the house is worth which is absolute total BS. Um, every time I do my model, these guys are all over the place with what it's worth, right? So I, I have no idea. They can't even sync up their own algorithms, you know? So it's, it's terrible what they're doing with the pricing. But these are the things that go into making up the price. And I will be honest with you that if we look at current stuff, <coughs> three of the last launches I've done over $1.3 million, we needed to... We went off at coming soon, 50,000 higher than we are currently sitting. So in other words, we looked at it. There was nobody looking at that level. We adjusted back down and now they're all getting action. And, and so should we have launched at that bigger price, we would have heard nothing. Then we would have fallen into the 10 day to 30 day. What's wrong with the house? Forget the premium and all that. If you're a realtor at Samson Properties, and I hope you do this, you need to focus on the hit counter when you launch a listing and coming soon with everything, everything in Zillow, everything you can, everywhere. you got to launch it everywhere, social media, everywhere, coming soon. Go to your hit counter. Very simple to do. Find your property and see how many. I had an agent call me, see how many favorites you have. I had an agent call me. I said, well, open up your ML, you know, my house isn't selling. What can I do? I said, well, open up your MLS, go to your hit counter. How many favorites do you have on this property? I don't have any favorites on that property. Then you're overpriced. Nobody in the buyer pool wants that house. So the longer you sit, the more your damage you're going to do. You've got to get it under to a spot where you're going to have six, eight, nine, ten people favoring the house before you launch or you will miss the window of opportunity, which is the first seven days of that property. So for all the Samson agents, please, if you have a price, don't over, don't overprice. Remember, we've already got 15, 20% appreciation already in that value. So make sure you put it at that value, test it, make sure the buyer pool is accepting, make sure you have a lot of favorites on your hit count. And then, and that's when you want to launch. And should you see zero or one on your hit counter, you got to drop that price. You're in the wrong buyer pool. You, you overpriced it. So drop it, you know, either 25 or 50,000. Um, 25 is really not going to do anything. It's basically we do everything in $50,000 increments. If you're just over a $100,000 increment, just get yourself under the $100,000 increment. I don't want to see any 1.31s. I want to see 1.299 where the buyer pool is three times bigger. Okay. So that's where we are. That's because that's where we've been and this is where we're going. And um, I hope this is uh, uh, giving somebody some insight 
as to what's going on with this crazy market. Arlington's up 25, Vienna's up 20, Franklin Farms up 15, and Virginia runs up 15. And Virginia run and Franklin Farm just got their appreciation this year. That's why it seems a little freaky. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't come out over the last two or three years. It all came out this year. Mm -hmm. so that's why it's a little shaky. Don't worry. You're still running behind the big cats. All right? Okay. Anything else you got to add, Bill? No, I think that was uh, good. Good. We're yep. at 1137, so I'm out of here. My name's Casey Sampson. You can get me at Casey at CaseySampson.com or you can call me at 703-508-2535. Thanks.